Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the American's perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Oh, of course you're going to start right now. There she goes. We are live from Rooster and the Devil here. Uh, Logan saying hello. She, yes. she kicked us off this week. Yeah, she's... Uh, She's feeling like many Tottenham and Man United fans after last week. I'd say that that it seems like both the Rooster and the Devil sides of things have had had a bad week, and it's not just the games. It's been a string of bad luck across the week. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. I, I mean, I I don't think the sky is falling by any means, but it's definitely you know frustrating. But we can uh, we can get into that a little bit more. I mean, let's get right into it. Well, so I didn't get to watch the game live over the weekend um, because I have a, an, an infant, as you guys can hear. And, um, you know, we were doing stuff this weekend. So, um, But I did get to watch the game on replay. And, you know... You watched the replay? I did. So um, you using the gold? Yeah, I did. I used our... Our our gold account. Good. Yeah. Grave. If you gotta if you gotta go to. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, no. They, I, so you know they they absolutely had every opportunity in the world. I think, um, you know, I you know, IU scores for Crystal Palace um in the thirtieth minute. But before that, we had like two free kicks just outside the eighteen that you know Rashford missed on. Pogba missed another one later on. Um, like we had ended up having tw- and another missed penalty from uh, Rashford, and, right? Yeah, well, it, this was his miss. You know, Hilarious. Pogba te- technically didn't miss; he's got saved. I don't think people ever differentiate that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they had twenty-two shots, only five of them on target, but they had seventy-eight percent of the possession. They dominated the game; they didn't finish. And and hats off to Crystal Palace for you know taking advantage of theirs. Um, I think you know, like the the frustrating parts were you know on the IU goal, the first goal for Crystal Palace. Um, Lindelof gets easily beat in the air, and Maguire is too far away from him. So you know, Maguire like Maguire and Lindelof as a center back pair need to like work in like tandem. Like you know, it's kind of uh, um, you know if one if, takes time. if one steps up, the other one's got to be there on that drop. And, he, and Maguire is way too far wide, and so I just went up the middle goal. Yeah. It does take some time, but mm-hmm. that's that's frustrating from um, sure. at this point. And then the obviously the the goal from Van Anholt um, in stoppage time, it's it's really soft. It, I mean, it's a really soft De Gea goal, you know. And it's been kind of um, you know uh, you know certain certain parts of the Manchester United fan base are growing very frustrated with him um you're one of those you were you were frustrated with him last year already a little bit i was and uh, you know i thought that you know if they if the if the right amount of money came calling like uh i was okay letting him go especially he still hasn't signed a contract so technically he's in the last year of his deal so like you know if we were able to get you know you know 50 60 30. million whatever it was like you know, i was i was willing to move on and with in the wages you know we had enough money to go and chase some of the other guys, like I, uh, I don't think that we would have been able to get somebody like Jan Oblak from Atletico. He's, but he's incredible. He might be the best goalie in the world right now. 
Um, but somebody like uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma from AC Milan, you know, he's I think he's 20 years old, um, very talented, heir apparent for uh, Buffon for the Italian national team. He's incredible. I mean, that's that's where we start looking, right? Is you start like, all right, what's the next next one in? We've had De Gea since 2011. He's been in, absolutely incredible over a stretch of really bad Man United uh, football. He was on the team for the 2013. Um, 12, 2013 Premier League Championship, um, you know, with Ferguson, but, you know, he's endured some really lean years playing really well, and, you know, unfortunately the last year and a half or so, I don't know if he's just been distracted because he wants to leave or what, but some of the gaffes, you know, have just come at un- inopportune times, but I think he's earned the right to make some gaffes. It just sucks, can you know, because it feels like those are, like, the little ones that are holding us back from I mean, pushing forward, you know. What's holding you guys back from nine points is two missed penalties, and that's just so painful. That is. It's huge. It really is. It's a, it's a great point. You know, I think that um, a lot was made of, you know, Pogba, obviously, against Wolves. And, and again, I can't stress enough, he, he put a... Yeah, I, I felt the same way, Logan. Um, he put an, he put a very good shot on target, and Patricio made a great save. So, like, I, that one yeah. that one doesn't hurt nearly as much as, you know, Rashford hitting the inside of the post the ball coming all the way back across the goal and going out of bounds on the touchline. Like, that's how far inside he hit that, that post. And that's and the goalie didn't even jump that way. That's, that's frustrating. Um, mm. So, yeah, that is, yeah. that is a concern. But um, So what are, your, what are your goals for this season uh, at this point? I think getting, like, it's still attainable, but getting back into Champions League. And I think that yeah. right now at this point in the season, the, the main goal should be to do that through the Premier League, you know, finishing top four. I'm, oh, I know. And the good news, I wanted to deliver you good news. Logan, listen as well. Uh, uh, two other teams in the top, top four race lost again. This uh, Well, Chelsea didn't lose. They won, but they only have three points. Yep. And then Tottenham lost. Uh, Arsenal also lost. So. Yeah, they lost to Liverpool. I, you know, Liverpool yeah, and, and I mean, City are... Um, are are starting to, you know, obviously separate themselves. I think that they're going to be in good spots. Yeah, quickly. Um, yes, you know, I think uh, we can go to the Tottenham game. Um, we kind of, you know, beat the main game ad nauseum. It's just disappointing more than anything, but this guy's not falling as far as I'm concerned. Um, sure. But the Tottenham game, so what did you what did you think? Did you, I know you and Tim well, are watching honestly, it live. Well, honestly, it was 12.30, and Jess was bugging me to do chores outside, so I, I did have my laptop out there, but I was only catching it in in increments of, like, five, ten minutes. Um, right. But from what I saw, obviously, uh, lost to Newcastle at home when Newcastle has looked dreadful. It's just not good. They had possession the entire time, but even last year... You saw this all the time when they had possession in the attacking third. They could not put a ball, a dangerous ball in. And, like, they were just no high-risk chances. And to me, it was more of the same. Like, you're not getting any good quality looks. And they lack creativity with that final ball. It's the same thing I said, I think, just in the last episode. And it's scary. It's scary to watch. But then again, you think back to who's on the bench uh, right now, Deli Alley, Neon Vertonghen, um, and then Lacelso is going to start getting mixed in there, and then Belly's only going to get better. So, it's early. It's early as shit. They still have four points. They got a they got a point against City at the Etihad, 
And I'm just shocked by all the negative comments I read from Spurs fans all over well, I think it's, the interwebs. I think it's like a mix, right? So, like, you know, Tyndall um, obviously talks about it, you know, um, pre-Pochettino uh, talking about, you know, how um, Tottenham were experts in failure, so to speak, you know, always like, you know, anytime they had any sort of like, um, even like a little bit of expectation that they had folded in the past, but that really wasn't the case, you know, now with Pochettino. I think that even more so to like, you know, of all the successes they've had over the last five years, this season, you know, after coming off a, a Champions League final appearance, um, you know, another top four season and spending the money that they finally did after all of that, um, like the expectation is even more real. And I think that's that's the hardest part to for Spurs fans. You know, they've never it you guys have never really had the the real burden of expectation as far as like um, you know, expecting big things. Like it's always been like, Hey, we're glad to be here. Well, you do that for that many seasons with that good of a coach and that good of a squad, there should be real expectations. And so I think a little bit is like, yes, it sucks that they're turning so quickly, um, or the sky's falling so quickly when it really isn't, you guys are fine. But I mean the problem is that Man City and Liverpool are so fucking good that to be in that upper echelon of of points is just not not possible. I think that that you know I think that it's it's a little bit true. You're right. They are incredibly talented. I don't think you guys are that far off. You you showed that you know in a tie against Tottenham, or, I'm sorry, a tie against City um, just last week. You know I think at the Etihad. You know that's like that's that's a real show of intent. Like you guys have the capability. It's the consistency to be able to do so, and that's. That's something that that squad is still, you know, building. But I think that, you know, the, um, Pochettino and that squad have earned the, they should have earned, you know, the, the patience from the fans to understand that, hey, you know, sometimes these games still happen. Um, as as a fan, you'd, you'd rather have this kind of like wake-up moment week three instead of, you know, when it's like week 32 and you're, yeah. you're, you're closing in. So that's, I, I think that, I mean, yeah, I think you guys would be all right. The fact that, yeah, the fact that the media is saying, like, Tottenham's out of the Premier League title race, Man- Manchester United are out of the Premier League title race, like, you never know with the injuries. I don't think Liverpool is that. I mean, they're deep, don't get me wrong, but, like, they're not, you know, one or two key injuries to them would pretty, would devastate them a bit. Yeah, I think the, you know, they're definitely not as deep as Man City, right? Like, I mean, they lost Leroy Sané for the, you know, essentially the season, and... No one even thought they'd, you know, miss a beat, and he's an incredible player. They're talking about, you know, 130 million euros for, um, for him to Bayern if Bayern wanted to buy him this offseason. Like that's how good he was, and you know, to lose him, and then be like, nah, we'll be all right. Like that's just I never that's crazy. understood why Pep didn't play him more. Every time I saw him on the field last year, it's just like this it's, man is. It's a perfectionist thing. Silky smooth. It's a perfectionist thing. If you look at Pep, like you have to do everything, exactly within the system that he wants to like it allows for a little bit of creative freedom and you see that with some of the players but essentially like when it comes to you know that's that's why they you know they are a machine right like they're a well-oiled machine that operate in a very rigid strict um you know system and you know if Sané like freelanced too much that's where he lost some of the playing time you know that's where you saw players like Bernardo Silva thrive is you know playing within that uh, that rigid system. I mean, even players like Mahrez, as good as he is, again, he's like Sané. He's incredibly talented, and, and he'll tend to freelance 
more than um, more than Pep likes, and I, I think that as those guys kind of fall in line, that's when you'll see them get more playing time because they are incredibly talented. Maybe that's why I don't like City because I love freelance football. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, it's it's beautiful in its own right, right? Like when they they get rolling and you know they put together like a string of like forty passes and a build up to a goal, you know. Um, yeah, it's it, it it's it's beautiful in a different way, but it is very rigid. Yeah, I like them more with Kevin De Bruyne on the field. I find them more tolerable for some reason. He is well. He's incredible to watch. Gosh, I mean, he just makes yeah. everything look so easy. Um, yeah, I think if he's healthy all year, he's the PFA Player of the Year. He should be one of the top candidates because he really makes that team go more than any other player on that field. And there's a lot of good players on that on that team. So yeah. Um, did you catch any other games this weekend? I didn't. I unfortunately, I, I watched the like I said, I watched the replay of the, of the United game just because um, you know I had to. I, I knew the score what the score was and all that going into it, but I still had to watch um, for my own edification. But outside of sure. that, um, surprisingly, you know, being off work for a month is a lot more busy than I thought it would be. <laughs> With a four-week-old, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, I caught uh, I caught Golden Boy versus Norwich City, Team Pookie. Yeah, how uh, that? Seven, it was the 7.30 game on Saturday, so that's always my game. I love that game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Mason Mount had a goal off of, Pulisic assist, which was kind of cool. Um, but it was a great game. It was back and forth. It was 3-2. A lot of goals. Uh, Team Fuki got another one. Both the Norwich goals were in the first half. Um, Chelsea always had the lead as well. But I don't know. Fun game. I, I wanted... <laughs> That's a nice part. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely the kid, too. She was so pleased with herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably just fussy from the gas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she's seems good now. We'll see how it goes. No, I mean, that's uh, how is the is the coverage still pretty exhausting? You know, as far as um, I I don't know. In actually, that's a good point to bring up. It's weird to watch Pulisic on Chelsea because I find myself. I hate to admit this, kind of rooting for him and Chelsea in a way, and I have always hated Chelsea traditionally. So it's just so, I, I don't know, as a USMNT fan, it's weird to see him out there. And and I'm always, like, hyperactively judging his performance, which I wish I didn't do. Like, I wish I could just watch him in the greater sense of the game. Well, do you think that the, the know, do you think that the coverage dictates your feelings that way? Like, right, where they, like, like... No, he's who I care about. Like, he's who I'm trying to watch in the field. Um, although it is, you do, you know, you're watching a soccer game, so you do get to, to know and love, um, other players. And, and that's when I got to see Buendia again on Norwich, which is ah, yes, you're, fun. He's your, your, your newfound Norwich crush. You love you some, some Norwich players. You better get a Canaries jersey pretty soon. Oh, there he is. Oh, Bradley, Bradley is joining us. Um, so Brad, we've already covered Man United's game loss and the uh, missed penalties we've already covered spurs and our problems um but you can comment on spurs since i'm sure you watched intently i also watched the united match um i thought that daniel james yeah i i thought that goal was just lovely i, I really like him um i thought that the flop 
the simulation call was a little harsh. It was I thought it was a foul. And uh, it reminds me of Daly Alley when he came into the league from League One, and uh, and he got called for simulation a couple times, first maybe two years. And I don't know, maybe James did it one time, but like I just like I really like the player. So that's that's kind of my rant. But I'm a fan. That was the second time in the last two weeks that he's got a simulation uh, yellow. I think the diff- I thought the first one, yeah. I, I think the difference um, between him and Ali though is you know Ali is like a he's a, a bigger physical player. James is I think is I want to say he's like five six, five seven. Like he's a little dude. So he's you know I think he got some of those calls in the championship just based on his size and. Um, you know, uh, um, bite my tongue as I say it, but I think the Premier League refs are a little bit better at spotting some of that stuff. So, well, when you say, I mean, Jim, the call this past week, though, like, help me out, right? I thought it was should have been called a foul if we're looking at it objectively, right? He got hit on the knee. I, I think that you know, based on, if we go letter of the law, right? Like what we talked about last week with the VAR. If you're if you're literally calling to the letter of the law, then yes. Um, I think that again, you know, some of the spirit of the game type stuff. That's where you know, I think that you you want to eliminate some of that stuff. And I, I I think that you know, for all of the good things he does, he doesn't need he doesn't need that part, right? Like we don't we don't need that. We need him on his feet, you know, being electrifying, being being quick, you know. That's uh, I think he'll learn. You know, I think that there's some professional players around there that'll. It'll help him maybe be smarter about when you try to do it type stuff. But yes, it'll be letter of the law is a foul. But I, I think the I think that was it should have been a call going the other way. But the card was you're right a little harsh. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I don't think United played poorly. Um, I don't know. It's just a result that yeah. I think Spurs well, we, deserved we a loss earlier, more than United. We said earlier they're two missed penalties away from nine points. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, in Rashford's penalty, I'm sure you covered it, was uh, an inch from being perfect. So, you know, it's just unfortunate. What can you say? And I don't have to comment on Spurs. Uh, it's early, but that was pathetic. That's all I can say. Yeah, I think the the gist, the gist of what Michael and I talked about was that, you know, the sky's not falling in either situation, and everyone just needs to take a deep breath and, um, you know, understand it's week three and that, you know, the season's not over based on one result. No so. Agreed. So what else did you guys see? I mean, uh, did you watch Liverpool-Arsenal? I did not. I only watched uh, Norwich-Chelsea, which we talked about, but I didn't see much of... Uh, I saw a little bit of Liverpool-Arsenal, but not enough to comment beyond the jerseys being cool. The jerseys were cool, and that's rare for an Arsenal side. Huh. Yeah, Liverpool's class. I mean, Arsenal's... We talked about it with Babel. Arsenal's defense is leaky. Um, it's Anfield. I don't think we were that surprised. Yep. And then um, Southampton got their first win. Sheffield United lost to Leicester. Watford still winless. The only pointless team in the table right now. Fighting Troy Deenies. The Fighting Troy Deenies. They stink all of a sudden. And I saw a stat oh. that was basically like the last 16 match day weeks that they've not been great relegation yeah. zone so i i still i'm still and not just because of you know our little pool but i still think that Watford's going to be okay um i don't think they'll get i think uh, but after i think by christmas they won't even be in the relegation zone okay 
I like it. Then City over Burnmouth, and then Wolves and Burnley tied on a 97th minute Raul Jimenez penalty. Burnley, um, they should have. Burnley should have won that game, and I, I, I tried to tell Babel didn't want to listen to it when we talked to him the other day, but I tried to tell you guys Burnley is better than than where they finished last year. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, because they they were Europa League year before, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, seventh. Yeah. I think you're going to be talking Plus about Plus they have top. Ashley Barnes. Yeah, oh, Ashley Barnes. I think they're going to be a uh, top ten candidate. I think you're going to see them right in there with, like, uh, West Ham and um, and Everton, you know, battling out for that tenth spot. So. And then I wanted to quickly point out that there were some Champions League teams I recognized that played today. The <laughs> uh, Young Boys and young boys, the Red Star right? Belgrade, Belgrade. They played today. Um, young, young boys is a Swiss team. They were aggregate yeah, three three all, but then um, Red Star won. So no young boys in Champions League this year. Sadness envelops my soul. <laughs> and uh, we also had Carabao Cup games today. A lot of them. A lot of fun ones actually. Right. And Norwich lost to a League Two side. Focusing those resources on the prem, man. Well, I like it. Good strategy, boys. Yeah. Good call. Um, Brighton beat someone I don't uh, see right away. Cardiff lost to Lutton Town, which is a kind of interesting one. Come on, Neil. Aston Villa beat somebody 6-1. Must be League 2. I don't know. Crew Alexandra. And then Crystal Palace lost to Colchester United. Zero zero on penalties. Ah, uh, Colchester. So sure. I don't the, know. Carabao Cup's going on. The last uh, last score I want to mention uh, went final not too long ago. Mikeo, the U.S. Open Cup final between uh. between Atlanta United and Minnesota United. Atlanta United won two to one to win the U.S. Open Cup. You know the U.S. Open Cup intrigues me more than all the others because if you uh, UCL ever got good or any other league ever got good, they can participate in that one. Yes. But who gives a shit? It, uh, um, like, indirectly leads me into a conversation. So we always talk about, you know, we love the pro rail system. Um, you know, some sad news today um, coming out of League One. I'm sorry, League Two. No, League One. Um, you know, uh, Bury got kicked out of the English League One. Um, and Bolton has another 14 days to figure out new ownership. Otherwise, you're going to see them get kicked out as well. Um Bury, uh, a club of 134 years, you know, one of the, um, I think they were one of the original founding members of the Football League, if I'm remembering correctly, but um, they've won the FA Cup a couple times in their history. Uh, they actually just got promoted from League Two to League One just this past season. They finished in second in League Two last year. It's, it's you know, it's the hard part about some of the pro-rel stuff, right, is the, is the money. Um, and in, in the English system setup, there's there's not a lot of auditing going on until you know shit's already dire, um, until you know people stop making payments. So it's, uh, I I think I, I'd like to tell you that you know it hasn't happened very often. I think the last time a team got kicked out of the English Football League was 1992. Maidstone United got kicked out. Um, so it doesn't happen very often, and you know we always talk about how much money comes into the league these days. But you know some of these lower clubs, um, 
are still finding themselves in, in, in bad situations. Um, there's bad business owners all over the place, and that's, you know, not excluding football teams either. So what's Bolton's chances of staying up? It seemed it seemed there. promising. That it seemed like they got like a uh, a chance of um, finding an owner, which is why they got the fourteen day extension. You know, Bolton was in the Premier League two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Um, yeah. They've been they've been up quite a few times. You know, in the early part of the two thousands, um, they actually had a pretty good team um, when I was a kid. Um, I want to finish that. I, I want to say they finished somewhere like top seven. You know, early two thousands. So like that was in the Premier League. So it hasn't been that long ago. Um, Bolton, <laughs> uh, you guys might remember, is where Tim Ream played for a Bolton while. Wanderers. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, the, you know, you know, they deserve hopefully. to fold. Then <laughs> <laughs> they produce really great talent. Yeah, produce really great talent like Tim Ream. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I hopefully you know Burry getting kicked out is like a wake up call for. Um, somebody to step up and, and help Bolton stay up, but it's um, it is extremely sad, and it is the you know the downside of some of the pro rel is you know owners just not caring and spending crazy amounts that they don't have and yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, yep, tomorrow Champions League Ajax. I'll probably turn that on at some point. Hopefully, if I can find a stream. It's crazy to me that they made the semifinals and they have to play all this um, qualification. But they had to do it last year too. Right? Well, did they, they did they not win the Dutch league last year? They did. did. I believe. I think they did. Them or PSV Eindhoven seem to be the powers. Hmm. Maybe the Dutch. Yeah, they're and they're line. way favored this year as well. So I mean, if they continue to finish well here, like you know, they talk about yeah, they finished by three over PSV last year. So they, you know, they talk about like uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but like the UEFA coefficients based on how your league finishes in the Champions League or the Europa League um, is cumulative to a score dating back five years. So you know, as Ajax continues to finish well, the Dutch league uh, might get that yeah. automatic qualification spot back. You know, so they go right to group. Stage. Um, it might have been a couple of years since they've you know done anything, which is why you know now they have to go through qualification even after after winning. Um, but that changes based on you know performances and stuff like that. And you know Ajax going all the way to the semifinals should um, get them a bunch of points from last year and help move that coefficient up. So football, it's smart. America, take note with regard <laughs> to MLS. Uh, okay, math. Yep. It is genius, hey. though. I mean, you look at these some of these teams, though, Jim, in the in the Eredivisie, Graf Schaap. I mean, we have Holland, Michigan. Shout out Holland, Michigan. I used to go to Graf Schaap Nature Center, the Dutch <laughs> landing, and this team is 17th, and they're just horrible. Uh, they had like a negative 45 goal differential last year. So, you know, it's not <laughs> deep. Bad? We've talked about that league. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, actually, Premier League, yeah, I guess maybe there's a 30 or 40. I don't know. It's interesting. The Eredivisie yeah. is definitely uh, intriguing to me. It is. I would but, cool. so I would I would love to go to an IX match. I would love I'm in. to go to that stadium. Hundred percent. I'm there. That would be amazing. I played Tell on me the when. Midland Park IX way back when. Ah, Tell yes. me when we'll wear our uh, we'll wear our Dutch uniforms, Jim. The the Dutch oh, kids. Oh, absolutely. The I I like uh, I, I have a flag actually. Um, so I'm in my in my, in my man cave right now. 
and I have the um, Dutch national team flag on my wall right next to my Manchester United flag, so I love me some Dutch soccer. I have a Van Persie shirt. Ah, Van Persie. He's a beautiful yeah. man. Yeah. Beautiful all right, beautiful. so we got right. uh, matchups. We're looking forward. Last week sucked for hang, all hang of us. Hang on, though. I'm going to interject. Okay. Have you, and I'll just ask the question, have you talked about Sanchez yet? No. Alexis? Because I want Jimmy to give, it doesn't have to be a rant, but Jim, they're paying half his salary, roughly. He gets $20 million a year. United are paying, I think, six or eight or something. So they're less than half of the salary. It is only a loan. I don't know how long his contract is, but give us the rundown on how you feel about at least offloading some of that salary. And we haven't talked about Lukaku as well. Um, you know, I think that it was it was coming. Um, I don't know if you guys read the article about um, so Lukaku was on a sports talk radio show or podcast. I can't remember what, but basically, you know, saying that, you know, the whole time, like, uh, initially he didn't even want to push to leave. It's just that, you know, the rumors came out and United didn't step in to say anything to, like, squash them. Like, hey, we want you here, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, fine, if you don't want me here, I'll leave. And, you know, he went on to say, you know, he felt like last season um, with all the struggles that really him, Pogba, and Sanchez um, got the brunt of, you know, kind of the, sure. the, the shit from, from really the fans. Really defense just was... Horrifically bad. Defense was just absolutely awful, yeah. And I think that, you know, um, maybe he didn't mention De Gea, but, you know, obviously, um, I think, you know, Lukaku did take a lot of shit last year, which some might have been founded, some wasn't. I think that the expectations were incredibly high considering how well he had played at the World Cup with the Belgian national team. And he even kind of said that. He's like, he's like, is it my fault or is it the setup? Because I continue to do really well for the national team and, United, I was struggling. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, sure. And I don't think I don't even think that Solskjaer didn't like him. I just think that you know the the system that Solskjaer wanted to play, um, he just didn't fit. And that's that's not Lukaku's fault either because Solskjaer didn't buy him. Mourinho did. Um, yeah, that's fair. So anyway, going back to Sanchez, I think that you know obviously it was a huge gaffe, right? Like I feel like sometimes in the last couple of years, United just didn't want to get made to look, you know, they, they wanted to look strong in the face of their opponents. So, you know, when Sanchez was talking about leaving, obviously there was the Pep connection because he played for Pep at Barcelona. And, oh, Man City, Man City's interested in, you know, signing Sanchez. And United's like, oh, we can sign him. And so they signed him like, hey, we got you. We got you, City. And so he's like, yeah, you go ahead and eat that salary. Um, but, Jim, that was not a, in a, my narrow view, he was unbelievable for Arsenal. He was. So he was one to of the top, think that he would drop off, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think it was like a, at the time, like we can yeah. always 2020s hindsight, but like it was, it wasn't a horrible yeah. buy at the time. It, it wasn't, but it felt like so. Let's uh, Americanize the um, the connection here. So essentially, he was like a 30 year old NFL running back, right? Like he had had some incredible seasons, but he'd been going forever. So you got to remember, like. Like when um, Ladanian went to the Jets. Well, yeah. So I mean, like miles, miles on those tires. Like he, he had like what, like four summers in a row where he didn't get off because of Copa Americas, World Cup, um, the other South American tournaments with Chile. Like he, yeah. like he went like four it's, seasons where he had like two weeks off and like. And they're not that good, so they need him all the time in the national team picture. They didn't make the World Cup, um, obviously, in 2018. But like you know, they had, they had won the. Um, Copa America like twice in a row 
Damn. Um, so they had long runs in those tournaments, and, and just he spent a lot of time running, and you know he'd been healthy, and I think it finally wore out, and then he went into a system where you know he wasn't he wasn't the center of it. So you think of it back to Arsenal. And everything went through them, and it almost, like, as good as he was, it almost hindered their team. And at United, he wasn't getting, you know, you are the center of everything, so you can, you know, you can touch it 100 times, and, you know, five times it might be brilliant, but the other 95 times, you know, well, the team will suffer. Yeah. I think that he was getting, like, 10 touches, and he wasn't doing anything with them. And he, was, he is older. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not saying to go. see how uh, him and Lukaku do. I think Sanchez will actually do really well in the Italian league. It's way less physical. He doesn't have to, you know, be the motor. I think that he can be great, and I like. I, I don't like. I, I don't blame him for what United gave him because he earned it at the time. Um, I, I wish him and Lukaku honestly nothing but the best, and I don't have, I don't have any ill will towards them. I think the only guy that we've had, you know, the last couple of years that we came in for a minute and then left that I didn't like was Angel Di, Di Maria. Like, what a bitch that fucker is. Um, nah, I like him. I like no. what he uh, did to you guys in yeah, when he was I like at PSG that. Did, did in you, the Champions did, League. And then they got beat. Yep. yep. United came back. Yep. So that's what he gets, don't, motherfucker. Don't, don't open your mouth until you're through to the next round. That got Solskjaer the, right. uh, the job. It really did. Yeah, it did. Whether for better or for worse. But. Yeah. So you feel good, though, Jim. I mean, overall, you're like, all right, word. We, we did some... Uh, pragmatic business and let's get on with the season. I don't. I wouldn't even say it's pragmatic. I think it was like desperation. It's just avoiding the distraction that was going to go on again for another year of somebody you're paying yeah. that much. You know, you just pay to make a problem go away. When you're when you have that much money, you can't afford to pay that much to make a problem go away. It wasn't good business, but yeah. it wasn't good business business in a money sense. It was a good business in a team building press whatever sense. So. I mean, if you're not going to use them in your system and you're getting some value for them, I think it's good yeah. business at this point because this the, is some cost. Like the original, yes. The, the best part about it is it just reinforces, you know, uh, how much playing time you're going to see somebody like uh, Mason Greenwood get, or Mason know, Greenwood, or even later <laughs> in, the, in the year like Tahith Chong or Angel Gomez. Um, some of those guys, I, those are like, those are the guys I want to see, like. I think that we're talented enough to make a top four push, but also we have an opportunity to blood some really good young guys through our youth system. So um, I'm glad to see them move on, and you know, nothing we can do until maybe January, and that's always a tough time to buy. So it's exciting, Jim. I'm excited for you and your youth, and also look out for Inter. Yeah, yeah. shout out Nico the guy who told us that Syria might be one of the more competitive, fun leagues to watch this year. Juve we'll and Inter are gonna fight it out. I think my old squad Inter could uh, could make a run. Isn't Milan oh, good as well? Uh, they have some talented Napoli guys. Napoli's decent. Yeah. Napoli's good. Roma. Um, Fiorentina yeah, just good. signed uh, Frank Ribery. You remember Frank Ribery? Oh, from yeah. <laughs> he's got to be forty. Uh, he's thirty six. Yeah, but it's not like wow. he played poorly. Wow. He just doesn't have the the, uh, the tires to run. But I mean, it's the Italian league. It's it's not. No, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not like when I say Italian leagues, like it's just slower pace. Like it's a yeah. different style of play. It's not negative by any means. It's just the style of play. It's the play. Big Ten of the big leagues. No, uh, that's fair. Huh. I like that. Close, close. I was reaching. But, I like all it. Right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate oh, it. Right. SEC. Right. The SEC is definitely the Premier League. Yeah, 
Because it's physical enough, but it's still fucking ball. Yeah, we, and ACC we can, is La Liga because they have like top tier teams at the top and shit. Or Pac twelve, or Pac twelve. No, I would say I would say ACC is good because like you okay. could say like Barcelona is Clemson. Um, yeah, we could get really deep into that. I think there's some fun correlations. Yeah, like um, Eredivisie could be like Atlantic Ten. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No. Every once in a while, a VCU comes through and just kind of. What, what would the Mac be? What's MLS? <laughs> MLS is the Mac. Oh, the, the Mac uh, is the MLS. Sun Belt. No, they're they're fucking like uh, oh. Calvin College D three. Jimmy wants to go D three. You're yeah. so mean, MLS. <laughs> Jimmy, you're so mean. You I gotta try. Give him, hey, you gotta give I, him Division I will say one. this. So MLS, MLS wise, like really quick. Um, we talked about like we got to pick a team because it'll make it you know make it better. And I've tried to pick teams, and this hasn't worked, but I might be on board for Austin FC, especially if I get to hear Matthew McConaughey, who is now a um, minority owner in Austin okay. FC. If I, I like get to see him, if I get to see him talk, uh, like I might get myself an Austin FC jersey. You know, it's a new team, too. If we started a pod early about them, we might be one of the firsts. <laughs> <laughs> we might be. Desperation viewers. Go <laughs> Austin. Right, before we go yeah, into MLS too far, let's get back to the Premier League and talk fixtures for uh, this yes. week. Let's yeah. talk Those fixtures. are great comparisons. Did you drinks though. before this podcast? Uh, I had something. Finksters. We'll talk about it later. Finksters. Yeah. All right. Uh, fixtures. Let's talk about fi- some fixtures. Fixtures. Who do you like? Who do you like? Spurs have nothing exciting. United have nothing too exciting this weekend either. You fucking kidding me? Hey, hey, hey. That's what it was said last week is that we didn't have anything too exciting and then shit fucking at the fan. Everything is exciting every week in the Premier League. Do or die. You're right, sorry. The sky is falling. Are you joking about the the Hotspurs not having anything exciting? Where's Spurs? Oh, yes. Fuck, I forgot about that. It's a Derby. It's a North London Derby. Yeah, that's uh, that's about as exciting it gets. Not as exciting as Southampton, Man United. Bar in the city, there's got to be one. You'll be in New York City. What's your status, Michael? Are you not coming? Not I don't think you're coming. The city, no way. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think you're gonna make it. No. Um, it'll be Art and Rachel and I, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, you should um, find because Art's gonna take you to some. Bougie, he wants to go to Hoboken. Hoboken he wants to go to Hoboken Premier League bar, but you should specifically Google Tottenham Hotspur bar in the city. I'm going to I'm going to push back on him. He called me tonight. I got to call him back. Shout out Art Voice. Love you, buddy. I'm going to have a little argument for you. Now part of the dude well, Mid- Midwestern boy wants to spend time in Manhattan <laughs> with a hard A. Okay. Southampton United, Jim. Easy. It's at, it's away. It's definitely not easy. Palace in back of your mind. No, I I think that, you know, I'll be interested to see if the lineup changes, right? So Martial looks like he's hurt. Shaw looks like he's hurt. So, you know, how's that lineup change? Like, because um, they ran the, the same starting lineup the last two weeks out there. Um, I think you'll see Ashley Young come in. Um, but, you know, if we move Rashford up, uh, up top for Martial, you know, who do we bring in as that, uh, that left wing attack? Um, I think that, you know, it'll be some interesting choices. You know, maybe move Lingard out there and put Mata in the middle. Um, something's got to change. You know, I, I think. It doesn't. Have, you don't have to like, reinvent the wheel. The, uh, the the team played really well. I mean, other than we lost, I think you know statistically we played really well. Like twenty two shots, five on target, kind of stinks, but lots of opportunities. And then you know seventy eight percent possession. Um, don't don't remake the wheel. Just score some fucking goals. Um, yeah, I think, 
I think that uh, I think United can win, but I uh, I don't feel confident about it. How much are you thinking about whether or not they would start Mason Greenwood on the wing? Oh, uh, a little. Let me Come on. Let, let me put it this way, Bradley. I haven't bought a jersey <laughs> since they put that terrible fucking uh, plus sign it really logo. Is terrible. Uh, it's just yeah. awful. But I might buy a Mason Greenwood jersey. Let's hope he gets to start. That would be exciting. He, yeah, he can be. play in that role. That's where he, he's been playing. Right? He can't. Um, he's, he's yeah. He's been coming in for Lingard, um, and they've yep. been pushing him out wide. So he's definitely capable. I would. I would love to see him start. That would be. That would be excellent. Very cool. On his debut, maybe a goal. It'd be fun. We'll keep an eye. <sighs> it would be it. fun. All right. What else? Anything else? I know North London Derby. We can talk about. But uh, Maiko, anything else that catches uh, your nothing eyeballs? Nothing on Saturday. That's too interesting. Maybe what's your, Chelsea. What's your seven- What's your seven thirty game? Uh, it's it's uh, United. United is yep. it? Yep. That'll be fun. So Sheffield Chelsea is maybe intriguing at ten, but I don't know. We'll see how much I get to watch. I'm actually playing golf Saturday morning, so nice. I won't even get to watch the United game. I normally be excited for Everton Wolves, but Everton's look kind of flat. I just um, don't like Wolves. Are not as dynamic how, so far, but how, it's early. How long until Keane starts? That's what I want to know. He, has he had an appearance yet? No he appearances. Has, yeah, he's he's played. He, he's, he's got. I think he's got two sub appearances. Um, nothing. Nothing worth you know writing home about. But they'll start know, as soon. He, yeah, as he gets into form and gets used to the teammates and stuff. Like he's too talented not to start at some point. He's he's way better than Calvert Lewin. I hate that guy. Plus, I got him out of my fantasy squad. <laughs> Plus, you I have think, him on your fantasy I think. squad. Thank. Yeah, that's a thing now. Yeah, we'll Burnley, talk. I was going to talk about that at the end, and maybe we should start becoming like a ten-minute fantasy. Oh, update. I don't want to be. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. All right. I, I completely agree with that. Five minutes, maybe. We'll I'll, I'll discuss. Tell you, I'll tell you what. Like, how about once a month? That's what we'll have Babel do. To him. like, we don't want you to talk Arsenal. Why don't you just come on and talk a little fantasy? He can be our, like our he fantasy correspondent. That. Babel's on this podcast. Yeah, he, he is. is. Indeed, we can't wait. Yeah. You can't wait. All right, so uh, predictions, Jim. Southampton United, straight up. What do you got? I'm going to say 3-1 United. I like it. Yeah, I'll go 2-0. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1. Nice. Ward press. I like it. Free kick? Yes, sir. Perhaps. Perhaps. All right. Anything else we wanna we wanna wager on? Otherwise, uh, let's just pick Spurs Arsenal. Get it out of the way. Let's talk about Spurs Arsenal. Yeah. Why don't you guys Should give us though? a uh, not you guys give us a little preview before we do predictions? I'm hearing Dali Alley might play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Because oh. let's be honest, yes, Eric Lamella, he's never been a starter in years past, and he's been playing a lot of minutes for us. So. The king of the preseason, Eric Lamella, looks yeah. so good. Although that that city goal was pretty crucial, so you can't hate him. But nope. um, don't hate him on that sub. Erickson, are they you know. playing Erickson? Yes, Erickson will start. Hundred percent, yeah, he will. You're right. How long until we see Los Celso? Just out of curiosity, what do you guys have been hearing? His, fit- his fitness isn't there. He took an extended holiday after the Copa America. He is not fit for Pochettino's system right now. Um, I think we'll continue to see him as a sub until October. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Arsenal is coming off a loss as well, and 
I, I forwarded you guys an article about these top six battles beginning of the year, how important they are, and this could be an important match over the, the course of the season. And you know, obviously yeah. not make or break. It doesn't feel make or break this point in the season, but Arsenal definitely looks good enough for maybe top four competition this year. Um, well, and they were last year, right? I mean, I, they were there. Yeah, they were there, and they they faltered down the stretch. And actually, it was can, one Chelsea game. That's the article I sent you. That the Chelsea yeah. game that was the third game in the season was the reason they're not champ- in Champions well, and League. Then, well, they talked about, too, how the game itself was a, a nothing game, right? It was the third game of the season between two first-year uh, first managers. Um, like, the first half, Arsenal dominated with a bunch of shots, and second half, um, Chelsea dominated with a bunch of shots. Chelsea gets the win 3-2. And then um, Chelsea finishes in third, two points ahead of Arsenal, who finished in fifth. Like, that's the difference. And it's, and it's I think it's irresponsible to say that that one game was the reason that that's sure. how it ended up sure. but you know that is some of the correlation right like that's they're just it's uh it's like that stat that you always talk about like um so and so is on pace for like i hate that stat like like that, that's a bullshit stat but it is there is something something to it at the time that it's written i guess sure. is but it's at the emirates and get excited man it's fucking north london derby It'd be a big it's win. very exciting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a good weekend. When you, when you look at uh, Arsenal's form, right? They've been they squeaked out their first couple wins uh, away at Newcastle one 0 Yeah, not good team. So maybe Newcastle's not that great. And then Burnley, the Ogres, as Babel put it, they won two one. They were the better side. I watched that match. They they could have won by more than that. And then they got smoked at Liverpool. But Arsenal, if they're to def- you know the way our you know, attack has been going. Um, yeah. Their leaky defense may not matter. So yeah. I, I, I think you'll see Vertonghen start, period, uh, alongside Alderweireld. I think Jan's back. For, that'll be his first time all, all season. Indeed. I think there's an outside change you'll see Serge Aurier because Kyle Walker-Peters may have strained something yep. in that last match. Uh, but I could also see him doing something weird and putting Sissoko out there. I've heard that. And we'll Every- see if Endembele will come in, but... Dele will be there. Erickson will be there. Sonny, Kane. Mora uh, off the bench at least. I think Spurs are going to win 2-1. Harry Kane uh, winner. I hope there's a, just a classico Harry Kane goal. That would be yeah. That'd be ideal. Or for my fantasy team's sake, maybe a Kane to Dele Alley or vice versa would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. <laughs> we'll see. Jimmy, you going with uh, the Gunners? I'm going with a three-three thriller. I feel like Arsenal. Wow. So I feel. Good. So you yeah. talk about like I'll you know it. Tottenham is a is a sleeping beast when it comes offensively, right? Like you saw what happened in the Champions League against Man City, uh, Man City when they had to open up and play. They can open up and play like quickly, and I think that Arsenal, you know, that is really all they have is is that quick attack. Mm-hmm. So I think they score early and it wakes Tottenham up quickly. And I think you're going to see a goal I'm fest. I'm sick of playing from behind. I hope they don't play from behind. I think they will. Yeah, I think that. I think that the worst That's all part of done this season. I think that the worst like part it. of the worst part of all of it for you two is that it's going to be Pepe that scores first, and Babel's is going to be blowing you guys up. And then five minutes later, you're going to see a goal from from Tottenham, and it's going to it's going to be off from there. It's going to be huh. like I'm going to I'm going to say like no joke, like combined forty some shots, um, three three tie is what I'm going with. 
I don't know how I'm going to watch the London Derby. I might go to a bar in Asbury Park. I might watch it in my parents' shore house, but I'm afraid of distraction. Or I might just take my laptop to a Starbucks. <laughs> you should go watch it. Find somewhere to watch it with people. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. Even if they're Arsenal fans, it's still fun. Sure. Well, I mean, there's a big German beer hall within walking distance of my parents' shore house, so it sounds like a I'd, good spot I'd to I'd go watch. for it. Jimmy, I just got so excited listening to you talk about the hypothetical match, so I hope it. I hope something like that happens, because that'd be a riot. Yep. And I'd take a draw. All right. All right. Anything else fixtures-wise? Fixtures-wise. No, let's, <laughs> let's get to rants. i got to get to bed here. It's very yep. late. Uh, this is a uh, late night rooster and the devil. Welcome to Rooster and the Devil After Dark. Hey, baby. How about some football chat for your ass? Okay. So I have no rant. That was actually my rant because I started that whole thing, so it's now it's your turn. Jimmy, got anything? Um, no, I kind of went off on my tangent earlier about, you know, the, the Burry Bolton thing. Um, so that was really all I really wanted to touch on. Um, everyone should go take a look at it. There is a chance, you know, somehow, some way that Burry can get back in, but it's going to be a long road for them. Fair enough. My rant uh, would be short and sweet, and that's just chill the fuck out, y'all. All right, just chill the fuck out. Y'all on the sub, on the Come On You Spurs sub, everybody... It's three matches in out of 38. Yeah, it's a, you know, feels like six games in an NBA season. Think about six games in an NBA season. It's okay. You know, it's like uh, it's like one game in an NFL season. It's okay. Just calm down. Let things settle. Again, like Michael and Jimmy have talked about, it's the big matches that are going to matter. It's the direct rivals that are going to matter. Um, so, you know, like, freak out if we lose the North London Derby this weekend. Then freak out. I'm all right with it. Yep. So that's all I'll say. Ah, man. Good night. <laughs> Good night, children. <laughs> that's never how I want to go to sleep. Good, Good night. All right, we have some secret, secret podcast audio uh, available for you right now from our friend Matt Babel, who is an Arsenal fan and refuses to come on the podcast. So we secretly recorded him during our Premier League fantasy draft that we just had. So here it is. Kind of threw me off. He, uh, he actually plays as a striker for Newcastle. So good, having a striking uh, striker player as a midfield position, I like the flexibility there. I didn't catch the game. Um, you know, did you watch the game this week? Newcastle? I have not watched a single minute of soccer this weekend. Yeah, Brad, how do you look against that? Who's that? Almiron is the best player on their team. Almiron so. particularly great in defense yeah. uh, against Spurs. It was weird, but he was great. He's, he, yeah, he's just like a hard-ass fucking he, stopper. He, he, complete, he completes really long dribbles, Babel, so even if he recovers the ball deep in their own end, he can, he can slice through like three or four people, and then obviously he can do that in attack. And he, he rifled a shot that took a deflection that yeah. – should have been a goal. Corner that it was going to hit the target. It was a freaking dart. Dart, yeah, it was ridiculous. But it took a little deflection, like very small, and it still only missed the top of the crossbar. Crossbar by like two feet. Sweet. Yeah, and former MLS. If you. Yeah, he's a baller. Atlanta United. 
You know, he's, he's a weird-looking dude, though, Michael. He looks like an alien, and he always looks like he's smiling. Yeah, yeah, he reminds you of, like, a cartoon yeah. character. Hey, he went a little off, kid. A little <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Rashford, Vardy, and Abraham. The forwards are his strength. Interesting know, group. His top three mids and top. The forwards are all yeah. legit. I like that he's a homer in uh, the forward as well. Mm-hmm. I was going to take uh, Rashford. Had he I was going to say, I, can, I mean, I could be a homer in Rashford, but he's also... Very good. Like, he's probably one of the top ten strikers. In well, the I'm saying... This year. I'm saying, like, I like being a homer for, for this, you know? Rashford ends up in the uh, Golden Boot race. Watch. I would be happy about that. I mean, like, the, the fact of the matter is, is, like, after all of this, he's still 21. Like, he's mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still, like, young player of the year, like, uh, territory. He's not even, uh, he's not even close to his prime, so... Yeah. All right, Michael. Michael Steenstra. Yep. Let's do it. Let's get to your team. Are you uh, clicked in? Yep. Yeah. Allison for the goalkeeper. Thanks, Helder. Schmeichel, who my wife just adores. Juan Bissaka, Maguire, Azpilicueta for Chelsea. Azpilicueta. Yep. Pereira, Lester, Dowdy, Wolves for the defense. Midfield, Pogba, Mares. Pulisic, Ali, Deli Ali, and Erickson. Uh, I like my midfield. Forwards, uh, Kane, Ashley Barnes, uh, and Jimenez. That's sick. I like Ashley. Yeah, Ashley Barnes got off to a hot start. Yeah, we'll see. That's for sure. That's what that that's what intrigued me. Mm-hmm. If you got Kane and Jimenez, man, that's uh, I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, Jimenez will be good. And he's Hopefully. got Daily Alley, man. Yep. And Erickson. I've got three. I've got three in my. Fi- I've got uh, yeah. Erickson desk. As well. I've like got two team, of though. the desks. I like the team, though, Michael. Thanks. All right. Ryan Helder. In goalkeeper, Kepa and Lano. I don't know if Lano is going to get you much this year, Helder. Then I just skip it. That's right. Alexander Arnold, David Luiz, Alonso. Wow. Loaded on the defense. Matip Rose. David Luiz. David Luiz, though? Yeah, he's going to get some points. All right. Sterling, Son, Sonny. Yeah. Oh, he's got the Man City midfield. That's nice. That we Alden picked, that was nice there at the end. Yep. Abomiang, Pookie, Lacazette. Wow, look uh, at those fun. fucking gunners up top. He's got all top four. I'll except give you Salah Pookie. Give me Abomiang and Lacazette. Yeah. Huh. That dumb. You can't you can't trade that way. It has to be like for like because <laughs> the links up. All right. All right, Babel. All right. I, I will talk. I will talk trades for Salah with you. Uh, all right. I have uh, Edison. I actually, I actually just proposed a trade to Michael. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Live on the air. Robertson, Walker, Mindy, Shaw, Shaw. Jimmy, what'd you think when Shaw was there? Were you gonna take him? 
you look at him? Uh, I looked at him right before that round, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I would have liked him over um, some of the defenders I got, but... Mm. Midfield, Salah, Pepe, Richarlison, Madison, Zaha. Nice. Yeah, that I like my mid. Um, I like Richarlison a lot. That one's really nice, actually. Yeah. And then uh, Firmino. Why, why Jesus? Like, explain to me Jesus. So, my thought process with the forward was, Jesus, if he gets the playing time, which he will when he comes back from injury, He's the future, right? Aguero's yeah, but, gonna but, is, but is, is he good enough to beat out Aguero now? Because he hasn't done it in the last two seasons. And that's even after they talked about like Aguero and Pep having a strange relationship. Like Pep still runs them out there. Yeah, but Jimmy, they play a lot of games. There's going to be a lot of games. Jesus probably will start 16 to 20 games in the Premier League. Those are the games that I'm going to throw him in, and he's going to be, he could be the top point getter that week. Yeah, that's fair. I like it. And then I'm just going to rotate in. I like Tyler sitting there. It wasn't really too, you know, there wasn't a lot left from a forward perspective. Plugged him in. We'll see what happens. How does the scoring work? You got a bunch of guys with knocks. Yeah, Mindy. Oh, Mindy would have been the top overall player, defenseman. You think, you think defenseman. so? Defenseman, if he would have been healthy right now. Mindy, I played a lot of uh, DraftKings last year, and Mindy every week was the highest costing defenseman next to Alexander Arnold <laughs> because of the crosses that he puts in. Well, how many games though did, did Mindy actually play last year? He's coming back in September. I don't know how many games he played last year. And uh, I think that he's going to come in and take Zinchenko's. You know, he'll be the well, he should. Zinchenko, well, yeah. It, and Cancelo is back up for the right back for Walker. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right, gents. I got to get to bed. Out shouldn't get no traction. Oh, I don't know. How about Jose Mourinho? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Don't you remember half the teams on the fucking bench? What you're saying makes no fucking sense. Three games in and you're turning on Poach after all he's done? Who the fuck do you want to coach?